Thank you, Scott. Um, I wonder how you like to do hospitality. Do you enjoy a traditional meal uh, at the table with visitors on a Sunday? Perhaps you'd rather uh, be outside at a barbecue, maybe even out on the street with your neighbors. Or for some, it's a, a, a walk in the park with friends and maybe even a picnic afterwards with the kids. And for others, the best thing is a relaxing cup of coffee and time to chat. The way uh, that we do hospitality will also depend uh, on our background and our culture. My wife, uh, Irma, is from the city of Trinidad in Bolivia, South America. Trinidad has a population of around about 100,000 people. My mother-in-law, who's also known as Irma, is well known in that city for her hospitality. She provides big spreads of food uh, for family uh, and friends. She gives a warm welcome to many strangers uh, who come uh, turn up at the house, uh, and she often provides a bed uh, for those people in an already crowded house. And there's a story uh, that I wanted to share with you this morning of a man who once arrived in the city airport in Trinidad. He jumped into a taxi and he said, take me to Doña Irma's house or Mrs. Irma's house, as we would say. He didn't know her surname. He had no idea of her direction, but the taxi man knew exactly who he meant and he arrived safely at Doña Irma's house. Up on the screen, we're gonna see another place that she enjoys doing hospitality. It's not fancy, just a few seats out the front of the house, but it's a place where people can come to chat. It's always simple, but she's ready to be there for whoever needs her help. She's a great example that I have seen of hospitality. The Bible teaches us to be a blessing to others, and part of our responsibility is to show hospitality. A few verses that, that talk about hospitality. Romans 12, verse 13 says, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Hebrews 13, verse two is an interesting verse. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. And 1 Peter chapter four, verse nine, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. If we study the life of Jesus, we will see that he enjoyed both providing and receiving hospitality, often in ways that were similar uh, to things that we do. He enjoyed meals in people's houses. He even arranged a barbecue on the beach for his disciples. He provided a picnic for over 5,000 people. He walked along a road to a mess with two other people and talked and he drank water at a well with a Samaritan woman. This morning, we want to look at two passages uh, when Jesus spent time with Mary and Martha in their house. So we're gonna read the first occasion. If you look up Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42, it'll also be on the screen. Luke chapter 10, verse 34, 38 sorry, to 42. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, 
And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me alone to serve? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. Mary and Martha were close friends of Jesus. You may know the story of how Jesus raised their brother Lazarus from the dead. They lived in the town of Bethany, which was close to Jerusalem, and their home was a, a real place of hospitality for Jesus throughout his ministry. Martha often gets a bad name in this passage for her behavior, but I think we can learn a lot from Martha and also from Mary this morning. Maybe we all need a mixture of both characters. As we study them, we are going to use the headings preparation and presence. So let's start with preparation. The first thing to note is that Martha is the one who welcomed Jesus into her house. On a number of occasions in the Bible, we see that she is the one who takes the lead and she should be commended uh, for this. She's also a worker, which is a good thing. She is the one who's busy preparing and serving her guest. But there's a real tension between Mary and Martha. Perhaps they'd had a disagreement before Jesus arrived. I'm sure a few of us can remember occasions where that happened in our houses before some guests arrive. Or maybe she is simply annoyed with Mary's apparent laziness as she stops helping with the preparations and goes to sit at Jesus' feet. Martha is so annoyed with, with Mary that she can't talk to her directly. She goes to Jesus and asks him to tell her to help. Was it wrong for Martha to be busy? Was it wrong for her to be prepared for her guest? No, Martha is a good person, and being prepared was a good thing. But the real problem in this event was her attitude. The good desire that she had to be hospitable became a bad thing because she is far too focused on providing the perfect reception for Jesus that she becomes distracted by her serving. She is so anxious to make all the external things look perfect that she gets it wrong. Then she gets angry with her sister and she even says to Jesus, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? How could she talk to Jesus like that? She wanted to do something special for Jesus, but that meant she couldn't listen to Jesus. If she took time to listen to Jesus, the meal would not be what she wanted. The meal would not meet her own expectations. Martha has good intentions, but she has the wrong attitude. It's her attitude that is the problem and not her activity. We can all sympathize with Martha. When we have someone over, it's hard work. 
We want the house to be tidied, the kids' toys shoved in the room that nobody gets into, the carpets hoovered, the table set, and plenty of delicious food for all. These are good preparations to make, but sometimes we ourselves maybe have the wrong attitude. Maybe we make it into a competition of how good our hospitality is compared to other people. Perhaps we desire that beautiful photo of the table and friends to share on Instagram. If that's the case, we have missed the point. We need to remember that it's about the guests with us and not about us. We need to keep it simple and provide space for real friendship and a listening ear for our guests. It won't always be perfect. I can think of occasions when I didn't have enough food, when the timings were wrong and the barbecue was overcooked, and when I myself was not in the right mood for it. But on the other hand, there have been many occasions where I've got to know people and special memories that I have to treasure. Going back to the story, how does the the Lord deal with Martha? Does he scold her for questioning how much he cared? No, Jesus loves her and he replies with grace, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. Jesus is saying, Martha, I appreciate all you do for me, but you are distracted, you're worried about secondary stuff, and you've got your priorities wrong. Jesus goes on to say these words, but one thing is necessary, one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. And that brings us to our second uh, title for this morning, and that's presence. What do you think about Mary? We may think that she was just being lazy and she wasn't doing enough to help her sister. But in contrast, Jesus commends her for her decision to choose the one thing that was necessary. Jesus describes it as the good portion. When Jesus began to speak, Mary was right there sitting at his feet. She is ready to learn as she listens to her Lord. Nothing else matters. She is focused on her guest. Jesus' words would never be taken away from her, and these were precious moments which she enjoyed. On a very practical level, uh, this reminds us that when we are with other people, it is vital that we are actually present, that we are in the room, so to speak. How easy it is to half listen to someone in a crowded room while we're more interested in what's going on behind them. How often do we sit at the dinner table at home or in the coffee room at work and we're fixated on our mobile phone instead of taking the opportunity to chat to someone? Do we need to get a box at home where we put our phones away for a while so we focus on each other? I know that would be a good thing for me. Are we so busy in work and living at a furious pace that we have no time left to bless others? How can we be present with no distractions? Mary teaches us the importance of slowing down and taking notice of other people. 
Perhaps lockdown has helped some of us do that. I know as a family, we have had brilliant opportunities to get to know our neighbors, and we're thankful for that. But Mary's presence was not just about looking after a guest in her house. Jesus was Mary's portion. In Jesus, she had found the only necessary thing in life, the teacher who spoke with authority, the one who truly loved her and showed her compassion, the one who in a few, uh, a few chapters later in the Bible would raise her brother Lazarus from the dead, demonstrating that he was and he is the resurrection and the life. She truly believed that Jesus was the Son of God. That's why she was present and she prioritized listening to him above all else. We read of this idea of a portion throughout the Bible. I'm just going to read a verse from Psalm 73, verses 25 and 26, which say, Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Have you ever had the opportunity to consider who Jesus is and what he has done for you? Have you took time to, to read part of the Bible to find out about Jesus' character and what he did on earth? Have you maybe questioned a Christian friend to find out what they believe about Jesus, what they believe about his death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead? We would love you to know that the only thing that is necessary in life, sorry, we'd love you to know that only one thing is necessary in life, only one thing. It's the truth that Jesus loves you and that he died for you, that he has defeated sin and death, and that he offers forgiveness and acceptance to anyone who trusts in him. Have you chosen the good portion Notice that it's a personal choice. Have you chosen to follow Jesus? Can you echo those words from Psalm 73? God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. If that is so, he can never be taken away from you. And if you are a Christian this morning, remember that God is most concerned about who we are and our relationship with him. That is of first importance. It's the main thing in life. Only after this is God interested in what we do in our service for him. We must pr prioritize spending time with God and listening to his word and above everything else. This will then become the foundation of a life of active service for him. Northern Irish people are well known for their hospitality, their food, their drink, and their, wel their warm welcome. As you arrive in Belfast International Airport, you read that a giant welcome we awaits you. If I have a visitor traveling with me, I always feel proud of the display in the airport of all the beautiful photos, iconic locations that have been used for filming Game of Thrones, 
and the stunning golf, course that we, golf courses we see all around Northern Ireland. I have enjoyed genuine hospitality on all sorts of occasions with neighbors along the street, with work colleagues, with people in different parts of the world, people who have different religious backgrounds and beliefs and worldviews. Hospitality in itself is not a Christian thing. So how does hospitality move from being a worthwhile, friendly, good work like, Mar like Martha was offering to being something of an even deeper spiritual level? My first job was down in County Fermanagh, a city boy moving to the country. I was shown real Christian hospitality there. I found the same type of hospitality when I lived in Bolivia, and Irma and I have enjoyed this kind of hospitality with people from this church over many years. Just for a moment, think of someone's house you enjoy going to, a place where there is a special atmosphere, where the conversation is positive, where there is concern and encouragement for each other, a place where we sense that God is present. In these places, we find ourselves in the presence of people who practice hospitality because it is the overflow of their relationship with Christ. People who respond to the love of Christ by making preparations and then being present to show God's love to those who they come in contact with. People who welcome others as if they were welcoming the Lord himself. It's a challenge for me and for us all to be intentional about our relationship with God, to have the desire to spend time in his word and in prayer. And this will then have a positive impact on our relationships with friends, family, and visitors, and the hospitality that we can enjoy with them. Martha took to heart what she learned that day. And if you turn over to John chapter 12, verses 1 to 3, there's a record of a later visit from Jesus to their house. I'm only going to make one little comment about this passage. Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had, had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha ser served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at the table. Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of perfume. Notice that the atmosphere is different on this occasion. The tension between the sisters is gone. The sisters are at peace. Martha is still doing what she is good at, but this time she serves with a good attitude. Mary continues to extravagantly worship Jesus. The result is that the house is both literally and metaphorically filled with the fragrance of perfume. 
I pray that as we show hospitality, we will realize the importance of our personal relationship with Jesus, that we would choose to prepare by spending time in His presence every day. Then our meals, our walks, our conversations, our attitudes will have the fragrance of Christ as we reach out to others and we serve our Lord. Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you for uh, your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the friends that he had on earth, people like Mary and Martha, who loved their Lord and their Savior, people who learnt from his teaching. Help us to uh, learn from your word today. Help us to spend time in your presence each day to remember you in the busyness of our lives, to remember the one thing that really matters. And from our relationship with you, help us to reach out to others with genuine friendship and love. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.